Hi everybody, welcome to the Truly Myrtle podcast. I'm Libby and this is episode 20. It's lovely to have you with me today. I hope you've got your knitting and a cup of tea. I've got a really neat interview for you in a minute. I thought I'd have a little chat to you first about some other things that are happening. It's a beautiful sunny day here in New Zealand. The sun is shining. It's a little bit of a chill in the morning. Noticing that summer's coming to an end. Autumn, I think, officially has started, but it won't start here for another couple of months, really. We don't really have an autumn, to be fair, where I am, up north. We sort of slide from summer into winter. Autumn, a lot of the trees around here are evergreen. They don't, not an awful lot of trees lose their leaves. The wind picks up a little bit, but the day, the summer days just sort of gradually slip into winter. We don't have that really pronounced um, shoulder seasons like you do in other parts of the world. But the mornings are a little bit chillier and the evenings Actually, the evenings aren't chillier. I wish the evenings were chillier. They're not. They're actually still really hot. So we're all melting at night when we're sleeping. But anyway, the sun's shining. Can you hear the cicadas outside? I've got lots of cicadas around me. It's too hot to shut the window. So I've left it open. And I hope it's not too noisy for you. I'm off to a yarn retreat. By the time you hear this, I'll actually be at the yarn retreat. I'm so looking forward to it. It's in Dunedin. I'm going for three nights. And I'm going to mostly... Just chat and knit, I think. I'm doing one class, which is a bookbinding class. I think I told you that last time. I just figured I can probably learn a lot of knitting at home. And I sort of knew some of the stuff they were talking about in the other classes anyway. But I thought, I'm never going to get a chance to do a bookbinding class at home. or well, not in my house. So I'm doing a bookbinding class. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'll be able to show you. I'll show you on social media when I get back. Or maybe when I'm there, what I'm actually making. So I, I really don't know what I'm going to be end up, end up making, but I am looking forward to it because I'm rather partial to notebooks. So hopefully I'm going to get another nice notebook. I am taking a shawl with me to Dunedin for a design competition. I'm a bit nervous about it, to be honest. One of my testers is convinced I'm going to win, which I think is a little bit optimistic, actually. But she's very kind. I'm not expecting anything. It's My new shawl is actually out. It's called Joss. And well, she is called Joss. She is most definitely a she. She's quite a racy little number. She's just a fun wrap with attitude, I've decided. She uses two colours of yarn, both beautiful three plies, which is a light fingering from Rosewood Wool. And she's knitted from end to end. She starts with a point with a central spine, lots of stripes, move up the body and, and I put in some lace sections and then she finishes with a lace point. Now the lovely thing about the lace which I really enjoy doing is that they're bl vertical blocks of colour so the right hand side of the wrap is one colour and the left hand side of the wrap in the lace sections is another colour. So it's really fun, it's not too hard doing vertical blocks of colour, you just need to pull your yarn tightly in the middle. I've put some instructions in the pattern about how to do that. But I just love it. I love the combination of stripes and lace and texture and blocks of colour. I feel like it's a really me design. I feel really pleased with it actually and I can't wait for it to cool off and actually to wear it. So she's called Joss. I've got a an introductory discount on her at the moment. So if you use the code Joss, J-O-S-S, -S, 
you can get 15% off the pattern price until Monday, Midnight Monday. And that's your Midnight Monday. So I don't know when your Midnight Monday is, but I'm just going to do it until the last Midnight Monday anywhere, that discount. So if it's not midnight and it's Monday after this episode goes live, so we're in February. No, we're not. Oh my gracious, it's turned over to March. We're in March. So it's about the 7th of March, midnight. Um, you can still grab the discount. Just use the code JOSS. Now, what else did I have to tell you? Oh, we finished our washi sew along. I don't think we'd finished when I last spoke to you. I think we were almost finished. And heaps of washi dresses and washi tops and washi tunics were made. And some people have gone on to make their second ones. And it was just so much fun. Lots of people sounded like they were pulling out their machines for the first time in ages. So that made me really happy. Some people have gone on to make other things as well. So that made me super happy. And... I just hope some of you are spurred into action to do a bit more sewing. So the washi sew along steps will stay on Instagram and in my Ravelry group now forever. And on Instagram, I've used the tag washi S-A-L steps. And you can go back and you can just see the tips that I have every step of the way. I've broken it down into 13 steps. And so as you're sewing your washi dress, you just might like to pop over and have a look at the tips and see if there's anything there that I've said that is helpful to you. Um, so they'll be there forever. So you can just go and make your washi dress any old time. I really liked breaking it into tiny pieces. And I said originally, I don't think you'll feel like you're making a dress. And I really didn't feel like I was making a dress either. So I got to the end and now I look at my washi dress and I think, you know, I don't really remember making that. It just sort of happened. 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. I really like sewing like that. It just it just makes it more manageable for me, breaking it into little chunks, and I hope that it does for you too. So lots of you are keen to do more sew-alongs. I've got some knit-alongs planned as well. I've got a knit-along coming up in April, and I'm not going to tell you much about that yet, but I've got a new shawl, which I hope you'll love, coming out soon, and I'm planning a quite a cool knit-along to go, to go with that shawl. But after that, maybe May, maybe June, we'll do another sew-along, and... I'm curious to hear if you have any pattern that you'd like to follow for the sew along or if you have um, an idea for the sew along. Someone suggested hand sewing and I thought that might be quite a nice idea because I thought that it would be quite good to be able to take things out and about and especially if you're in the northern hemisphere at that time of year, June, July time, uh, you'll be out and about, won't you? You'll be out enjoying the summer weather. So there's lots of hand sewing ideas that we can use. I really love the Alabama Channon um, stretch knit patterns that she does with hand sewing and I thought maybe it's a good opportunity to have it go at some hand sewing of some stretch knit and maybe we use one of those patterns. Maybe we just talk about hand sewing and use any old pattern but I'm really interested to hear from you. Is there something you want to do, a pattern you'd like to try? Are you interested in hand sewing um, sew along? Let me know. I'm, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear from you. I just want to do something that you are keen to do. That's my main aim. So there's a knit along first, and then we'll do a sew along. Maybe we'll alternate them. Knit along, sew along, knit along, sew along. It'll just keep things fun, won't it? We'll see. We'll get that handmade wardrobe before we know it. Now, if you sign up to my newsletter, my mini mag, you'll hear about all these knit alongs and sew alongs in there. So I'll just tell you when they're coming up and what's happening. I'm running a series this year. I did I did quite a lot last year too. And I'm running a series about growing a handmade wardrobe or having a bash at making your own clothes. And some of the issues that come up around that and some ideas and 
suggestions and tips and discussions about what it what it is to have a handmade wardrobe or to make your own clothes or even just some of them. So I started last month with uh, a little article about handmade wardrobes or having a bash at making some of your own clothes. Let's not be too over the top about this. And so if you want to find out about all this sort of stuff, new patterns, everything like that, just sign up to my newsletter. I'll put a link to the show notes on how to do that. At any other time, just go and have a look at www.trudymyrtle.com and you'll see there's a little box there. You can pop your name and your email address in and sign up to the newsletter. So I had the absolute pleasure of talking to Sarah from So Love over the summer holidays. And she pulled up here at my house in her fabulous renovated upcycled camper van called Cecil and we st- we talked for hours it was really lovely to see her I hope she enjoyed herself here we, we trapped her here for a long time and fed her food from our fruit trees and our grapevines and gave her cups of tea but we had a lovely chat now Sarah has been traveling New Zealand lately she started a couple of years ago in the centre of Auckland I first came across her probably 18 months ago because she'd opened a pop-up shop slash studio called So Love in St Kevin's Arcade in town and I used to frequent that area a lot when I was a kid because I saw a lot of drama and dancing classes there when I was a teenager and it was really nice to go back and have a little peep in her studio in the same area so she started a pop-up shop where she wanted to bring the community together she wanted to talk about sustainability and recycling and sewing and teach people some sewing skills and generally have some fun so she ran all sorts of classes in there she had a drop-in where you could pay some money and use a machine she did quite a lot of repairs and she held events so she did hen nights and work functions and all sorts of fun stuff like that social nights so it was just really fun. It sounded like it had a real buzz about it and she enjoyed it. Over time, St. Kevin's Arcade fell into the hands of developers. So it's being developed now and so love couldn't stay. It could have stayed at the front of the shop, but probably for a little bit more money at the front of the arcade, I mean, but probably for a little bit more money. So Sarah decided that she would take herself and her mission on the road and she did a big fundraising campaign and raised a whole bunch of money to buy an old camper van, which she's had restored and and upcycled to take her sewing lounge on the road. And that's what she's been doing for the last few months. So we talked about that. We talked about her journeys on the road. It's hard work. And she wanted to just be honest about the work involved. She's been to lots of places. She's lived out of a suitcase for months. And although it's really good fun and she's having a ball, it is tiring and it is hard work. And it was so interesting just to hear some of the realities of taking this sort of operation on the road. So she's got a mobile sewing lounge, lounge, mobile sewing lounge, a mobile sewing lounge, a tea house and a bit of an op shop going on with her truck. She parks up next to funky cafes, the beach op shops. Now op shops, she's going to talk about that a lot. In New Zealand, we call charity shops or what else do you call them? Thrift stores. We call them op shops. Do you call them op shops too? Opportunity shops is the long name. But in New Zealand, we talk about op shops. So she parks up next to op shops. She's a great op shopper. 
She's really fantastic at finding the best stuff at op shops and upcycling them. She actually runs little tours for you. Um, so that was one of the things she offered to her for her Kickstarter campaign was little tours of op shops around Auckland. Sarah's mission is all about reducing waste. Sewing is a great way to reduce waste. I follow her on Instagram to see how she's going on her tour and she's just started some tutorials on YouTube which are super duper fun. You must go and have a look. I've signed up to her YouTube channel. She's got two at the moment. One which is sort of an introductory video and the other one which is her first sewing tutorial and it's Splore Boobs. It's all about upcycling a bra into a funky festival top. She is just delightful. Her enthusiasm is completely contagious and I'd love to introduce you to Sarah. I do get asked a lot, how on earth did this start? Um, and it's quite interesting for me to try and reflect because you know some people would often have a one quite poignant moment of change but um uh and i was speaking to my friend rebecca recently who did a study on this of what um what where entrepreneurs kind of started and they had like a really traumatic experience like someone passed away or um like a crash or something and i was like did i but i didn't i was just um <laughs> i well i went to south america and did um some travel some backpacking and i guess i saw um a lot of resourcefulness and a lot of um people making with whatever they had around them and mm. selling at markets and I was just really intrigued because I had an office job back here and um, before that and I went for six months and um, I was intrigued at how people just kind of make do with what they have and they feed their family and it felt, it was really simple and mm. I'm sure that they didn't have a lot of things as well but they had a lot of happiness so cliche kind of goes as we go on to the yeah. developing nation I think you called and um and when I got back, um, it must have just stayed with me for a while. But I got an office job and again and um, was really concerned about the waste going out. So I was always kind of doing like green things in the office and biking compost home on my, like in a Tupperware container in my backpack, <laughs> trying to get them to compost in the office. Um, and I was reading Peppermint Magazine, actually. I started yeah. reading Peppermint Magazine and other magazines, extracurricular. And I realized um, this whole thing called social enterprise, right? And um, no one teaches you that at school, what no. social enterprise is. And I was like, these people, like the guy who started Tom's and, you know, Peppermint Magazine, there's always just someone, like all of the ads are amazing because you're like, wow, this thing, cool. Um, so I was like, wow, you could just have an idea and it's doing good for people and you make it, people make a living out of it or they kind of survive and um, it really a appealed to me because I wasn't really like a big career trajectory person mm. of like get that promotion, get that promotion. Um, I was always just going to be a drama teacher and I always wanted to do that and I guess I'm teaching now but in some in a dramatic way. Yeah, I was say it's, <laughs> yeah. it's beautifully flamboyant yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, you do. yeah. Uh, so I yeah I started doing night classes um, writing a business plan with Te Wananga which is a free Te Wananga All Aotearoa which is a free night class every Thursday for a year while I had my office job and um, you had to have a plan or an idea before that and it's strange I don't know where I had thought about I had called it the re, re studio 
rethink, remake, regenerate. That was that was the business yeah. plan, and um, it was about people recycling in a space and having tools. And um, I guess I must have researched overseas and th- seen some things over the interwebs, um, and seen that New Zealand didn't have it. And so this was about recycling and reusing all sorts of things. Yeah, anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and it's really broad. yeah, it's really mm. strange how now that's where I'm wanting to go is to be like, uh-huh. let's just do everything instead of, um, and collaborate with somebody who I guess that's completely jumping ahead. But um, in reflection, just I realise that now, as I'm saying, with a re-studio, that's totally where I'm looking now, you know, of yeah. going further than just sewing and textiles. But um, yeah, and I guess people always want to know how I, where I learned to sew and like where that started and mum's always sewing. I don't remember her teaching me um, I had a really good friend, Lisa, who used to teach me on Friday night. She was an awesome designer um, for Sabatini. And she, I'd go over to her house and she'd make pizza. And she'd make glu- uh, um, vegetarian pizza. Well, no, she was vegetarian and gluten-free, but she'd make like meat pizzas for her husband and I. And she'd teach me how to sell. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have been making her pizza for the <laughs> lessons. Um, but I'm sure that I was just ma- I've been making a lot as a kid and um this is a long answer to one question right okay good so Um, so it was and so sewing and so at some point though the sewing became the business plan yeah and and how was the response to that i'm i mean was that something that you saw was needed out there or is that something you just thought i'd have a punt with it yeah i think um I guess what I'd noticed in in reading about these social enterprises and concepts um, and entrepreneurs was they looked at what skills they had or what they were passionate about. And it was about, you know, and we see a lot of that now. People be like, quit your nine to five, follow your dream. What do you really love? Go and do that. And I guess I did that, even though I don't really completely agree with those things mm. now, um, because I think they're frivolous statements and you need to be like, yeah, follow your dream. If you want to work really goddamn hard every day of the week, <laughs> and for not that much money, you know, like yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I think I was like, well, um, I want to do some real. So I want to do good, and I want to do something sustainable, and try and reduce the amount of waste in this world. And I was like, okay, and what do I love? I love making things, and I love clothes. I love op shopping and. Um, dressing up you know and mm. just being colorful and expressing yourself i think and that's probably where the theatrical side comes of just being who you are mm. and trying to um inspire others to walk down the street and do that too and mm. just be like this is me i'm wearing rainbows mm. or or i'm wearing black mesh or you know like completely mm. opposite but you're be being true yourself. to themselves yeah mm, I and love that. Give, yeah give people an opportunity to have a go you know it's definitely spelled as i thought more and more about it of um, in, in the planning mode is actually bringing people together and giving people an opportunity to learn things to give them the tools and the more you research it there's so many amazing places in New Zealand and around the world you know from men's tool sheds you know why does everyone have to have their own spade why can't they go and talk to their neighbour and ask for their spade and then you might have a beer with them later and you can feel safer and happier in communities because you've made these connections and I think we spend so much of our lives in this I world of I everything and my sky at my time, you know, everything's your schedule for your convenience. I'm like, man, we're just 
culturing mm. me people that are so focused on themselves and that's why in the shop and so love I always wanted to have people come and be like oh it's small here like it's quite small I'm just like yeah I love people bumping elbows and getting to know each other and sharing scissors so they have to be like hey can I use the scissors and um, start a conversation as opposed to everyone coming into a shared workspace and doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, big industrial yeah. size thing. Yeah, yeah, like I can totally see that. 20 students and one teacher and you yeah. don't even get to talk to anyone you're there to yeah. just sew. And I was like, actually, I wanted people to form friendships and yeah. um, chat and get to know each other. And, and the other thing that So Love had, which I loved, was that big open window. So everyone from the outside mm. sitting having their coffee could look in and see people sewing. And I guess yeah. that helps bring... That sense of community to it as well, didn't it? It was such a cute little space. I miss Mm. that place. Mm. (laughs) It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me how. So tell me sort of the some of the stuff that you were doing there and the things that were coming out of there. It was really interesting, actually. I really um, it blew me away. Like it, um, what you, what I assumed it could have been, or had hoped it could have been. Um, some avenues it wasn't and then others I was just com- took me completely by surprise at like the amount of guys that came in oh, really? to fix things they were just so much more willing to have a go on a machine because it was like a machine I'm like yeah I can fix this you know and yeah. and, and not to be completely like gender like or sexist I don't know what the right word is um, <laughs> be like guys were more willing and girls were a bit more shy and be like oh you know it's not I'm not domestic and um it was really funny. I did a pop up at Fashion Week and with Brother, um, and it was like the Brother Alteration Station. But I wanted to give people a chance to have a go altering it themselves, so they were buying stuff in the garage sale. Um, and they're there watching all these clothes down the runway, and then they came and I asked if you know to, if they want to ever go on the sewing machine. They're like, oh, I'm not domestic. Oh. And I was like, it's really funny how they thought that fashion was this amazing thing, and like this is where it came from. And yeah. that's associated with being domestic. But that was just... And is that you know, one of the words they use? That's really interesting. Mm. And do you think it's a sense of perfectionism too and being scared that they won't do it correctly yeah. or do, get it right? Well, kind of like, I, I mean, perhaps, I mean, if you looked at stats worldwide and not I'm just clutching these from my views, not from any particular paper, of like women get into sewing when they're having their kids and mm. homemaking and that's just kind of hand-in-hand domestic mm. or oh, I better, oh damn, know how to cook <laughs> men's stuff. Um, and my, uh, I guess it was kind of my age group or my age of my age of t- in their 20s and 30s of, to me it was like girls who and guys who had some income, maybe didn't have a family yet, was spending a lot of money on themselves and dressing, and I just wanted them to make conscious choices about that and not throw away. And very, and we grew up from the eighties um, where fast fashion was just been rife, you know, and like mm. uh, Boohoo or ASOS, you know, all these online stores. They send you think that your order doesn't matter, but they have seven jumbo jets come out to Australasia every week of clothes, You're and that's how much. Like just from ASOS and Boohoo kind of stores since that's... And you think that it's not... Like, that's so much carbon. It's more than just, just a drop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not just man. a box or, like, your one dress. So... And I think, that you know, people just don't add up all those costs. No, I um, think people just don't have a clue either, do yeah. they? Yeah. Goodness me. So, anyway, there were great, lots of great surprises. Yeah. We had workshops, which I really loved. Um, the most popular workshop was So From Scratch, which I just ran back to back. And I can't wait to 
do that again when the road trip's finished and we have a space in, uh, again for the winter. Um, and that was really awesome seeing people come, overcome fears and get just so so proud of their work so what were they what was it actually what was the kind of workshop about? yeah so we had three a three session and the first session they'd do like a worksheet like um following lines and how to thread up and uh then they would make a um Bridget Bardo inspired headband from Tilly and the Buttons book so um from the Great British Sewing Bee Tilly um in her book the first project she has in the instructions of how to make your own pattern and so that so that's the first class and then the second class was a tote bag which is like my favorite thing to make is a zero waste tote bag out of a pillowcase and a tie so and you had no waste you don't cut anything off um yeah so it's no waste 100% recycled and you're reducing plastic bags so it's threefold green yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um and the third class is a cushion cover so they learn the applique zigzag stitch so a different stitch um so I wanted to have a, a project in each class so they'd have this fast reward. And I remember Joe, the photographer, n- 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 who oh, yeah. came and did our knitting classes, she said, you know, people sit and start and start with a scarf and then you lose hope. So yeah. she created her mittens pattern and then her hat, bubble hat. And it was great because you got yeah. kind of um, positive reinforcement quicker. Mm, you can like, see something happen. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people starting to learn something is starting yeah. small and you be like, yeah, you get a result and you can feel that good. Yeah. Mm. Real sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. And we had um socials on Fridays, um, every every once a month, which were ended up being and that was really cool. And used the meetup website for that to kind of draw in some different people that may not have being part of the So Love community um, and heaps of alterations and I'm sorry, I hate doing alterations. So you did the alterations for people yeah. or you helped them do them? Oh, I always wanted to, oh, I didn't want to be in alterations. That was completely, no. took me by surprise. It's like, I never thought about it until it started. And I was like, oh no, you do it. And they're like, can you just do it? I'm busy. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. And so I had to, on the spot after the shop had opened, be like, oh, what are my prices for alterating, alterations, alterating. Um, and yeah, so it was a whole new kind of ball game. And I was like, oh, and then it just became, I, I yeah. Could you say no? Well, I, I struggle with that word. Oh, no. <laughs> In the entirety of life. Um, and often when things were broken or needed repaired, they were like, I just want to throw them out, but I thought you'd fix them. Or actually when they're donating things, oh, I thought you might want this. And I'd feel this, the, the responsibility of everyone's throwaways in New Zealand on my shoulders of like, I have to rescue this. And Rosie, who worked for me, like she'd keep on trying to tidy up the cupboard and then there'd be this mound of new things and we'd just get people, they knew that Sarah took them so they could like, mm. and it was, yeah, it was really hard. To, mm. But I just, yeah, I just wanted to fix things and mm. Mm. keep the cycle going. Mm. Mm. But you got to get, you've got to. It's all learning. It's an all learning process, right? And re, and mm. recover some. They're like, well, if you have no space to do things because you're full of junk, then you're not actually helping anyone if you're just hoarding stuff for other people. <laughs> It's all about working out the balance of the space yeah. and your time. Yeah. But yeah, alterations was a, a big surprise. Um, and yeah, one guy came in and was sewing 
um, these plastic envelopes to keep uh, the documents waterproof for his um, outdoor education class. That's and cool. his friend was like, oh yeah, go see Sarah. He's like, where could I use a machine? My machine's broken. He was visiting from Australia. We had a lot of travellers yeah. come by and they're like, oh. And I think maybe overseas people, uh, maybe you're in a more curious mind that you notice things. Um, or they were just uh, were just a lot more willing to come in and give it a go. Mm. Because, and, and that was the important thing for me, is it was so new, such a weird concept. Even people in the cafe took a while to be like, what are they doing? In this moment, I had a class in there. There were people outside taking photos. People got it. They were like, ah, it's not just her workshop. And like, because there's one rack in there. Like, it took a long time to try and educate people on what this space was. Yeah. And when I guess when you're writing a business plan, you're trying to be like, what's people? What's the problem that you're trying to solve? And I was like, actually, these people don't know that that's their problem yet. Right. Because they're so used to throwing away. Yeah. Um, and buying new so, so I had to let people know about so it's a huge education mm. and it's scary being mm. even now currently trying to call up council local councils as I'm travelling around and being like hey I've got this thing and they don't even know what box to put me in so they just say no and or you've got to fill out these 10 forms I'm like man this shouldn't be this hard like I'm trying no. to do something really good for your community and your environment and you're trying to work out if I'm a trader or an event and which resource consent form to fill out. <laughs> so when you are doing innovative stuff, I guess there are some yeah, you're trailblazing roadblocks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so um, so you're on the road. Tell me a bit about mm. yeah how you got on the road because <laughs> yeah, sounds, it just sounds so much fun, but pretty daunting at the same time. Yeah, it is. It is. We've just come back from the first trip down the east coast but um so it's a good reflection time on like how it's been working but when i um yeah so i've got the cecil truck cecil's i love camper van and it's it's great and i sleep in it moved out of my flat moved out of the shop so they had some developers came in and they said they um my end the end of the st kevin's was all going to be turned into hospitality Oh. And so we all had to go. Um, they said well, there were spaces for us at the front, but there was clearly like, say, 30 shops and only so many spaces at the front, and the rent was a lot more. So yeah. I just thought, okay, well, do you, this was a reevaluation time. Like, does this, is this working here have sustainable for you? Do you want a bigger space? Do you want to be here over summer? And I had seen on Instagram and things in the States, so many fashion trucks. Oh. These girls just touring around in trucks and they were like the old Milky um Milky Way Milky Way trucks. Um <laughs> my Mr. Whippy trucks or things oh, like yeah, those yeah, cool yeah. noses and things yeah. like that. Oh, I've seen yarn shops like that. Yeah. Pop they kind of drive around and park up in different yeah. places. And mm. I'd love to get in touch with them to see how, how they do it with the councils there because there's no one doing it here other than no. food trucks, I guess. So I thought, oh, well, that could be a cool idea for So Love. Um, and so I set to work on working that out in a deadline. And when I would leave and did the Pledge Me campaign, which was like a whole full-time job in itself. Yeah. Um, and so, so amazing, grateful. And I actually need to stop and think about that a lot more. And people in recent days and weeks have said, you know, 
that was amazing. You raised 20, we raised 21 grand and it was such a full on time. Like the last day was the day I was moving out, moved down my flat the next day. Should have got to go find a truck. I did have two weeks off cycling in the top of South Island and just like, it was the first break I've had in a long time. Um, and saying that, like, also, like, researching stuff there and, you I know, the stuff. I don't think you probably have a break. Yeah. Um, like but there was always, like, oh, I felt guilty because I was like, oh, I should be looking for trucks that entree me. And um, so there was a stress straight away of delivering after mm. that. Great. So I never had, I never celebrated, never was like, oh, my God, we did it. And it didn't sink in. I was like, it'll sink in when I get the truck. And then I got the truck quite late because I had trouble finding a decent one that was wasn't rusting, um, and and the, you know and it not too like that like forty grand hundred grand oh, so, so to find one under twenty, yeah. Um, and so once I had that, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I'll be excited once it's painted, and then you know painted got on the twenty third of de- December like a real. Like the guy, yeah, I was so grateful. And then I wasn't a hundred percent on the paint job. I was like, oh, that's too wordy. And I'm like, I'll be excited when I'm on the road, when I've got everything and I'm on the road. And then you hit the road, and it was just nuts. It was so hard and so hard to drive. Um, just figuring it all out. And I and I, I'm just being honest instead yeah. of um, because obviously people prefer honesty. They're like you've really got to stop and take make sure you honor milestones because mm, mm. we finished the first trip and we had one day off I think where I said okay we're not going to do anything no up shopping no filming tutorials no filming up shops no editing um no emails and it was actually a Saturday and I was like maybe I should be at a market you know Saturdays are good and I was like, actually maybe we should just go have brunch at a cafe and feel like a normal person and walk up the mountain like everyone else it was a Sunday actually yeah like everyone else on a Sunday in the mountain and surfed and swam and yeah at the end of the first east coast trip I was like man we didn't I didn't have enough days off yeah um but I feel like I didn't deliver enough work either be like, oh, I just like, could we have done more pop ups because we weren't doing spontaneous road things because of legalities? Um, yeah, it's, and I should be like, actually, look, you did this one, you did this one, and they went really well, and you felt that, and that was a really cool conversation, and you visited that really cool place, and you interviewed those really cool people. So I guess, yeah, I've got to, you've got to try and. It's so hard though, isn't it? It's really hard because you just keep seeing the stuff you have to do and the next thing to get on to. You keep vision, yeah. focused on your vision. Yeah. And and it's and I, I don't you know, going back to what we were saying before of like um people saying, you know, go follow your dream and I feel bad like my friend just introduced me this morning she's like oh Sarah's doing this really exciting thing and like it's so amazing I was like oh like it's not <laughs> you know I'm just like it's not it's so hard work and then you get like you're like you're tired. Oh, you hear yourself I'm tired mm, yeah um and, I, and then I'm like actually Sarah you owe it to all those people that this yeah. is it, it is crazy exciting and it is and I yeah. and I love it but um I think not that this is like an advice giving thing but like um when people want to do I've had a lot of people come into the shop or email me being like oh you've inspired me to quit my job and go and do this thing and or like make this happen in my town and I was like well actually don't sign a lease yet maybe go to your community center and rent 
it out in the evenings and gather the people and try it with the least overheads first because you don't want to if there's no one to come and spend money in your sewing lounge in your tiny town um then then like it won't work and you yeah. just <laughs> you'll get so disheartened yeah and don't yeah. don't sign a lease and pay all these overheads to have a cool space if yeah. you don't know that it's gonna work because mm-hmm. i know like in teams where i'm from a lot of people even just like drinking or socializing and it's done in backyards mm-hmm. and less in i was like oh maybe tim's could have a night market like maybe like we were in night market in rotorua i'm like why didn't they have night market in teams it'd be really great i'm like well people i don't know if they they're happy with the Saturday morning market you know like mm-hmm. you've got to really understand your community to see whether there's enough people mm-hmm. um and I'm finding that every community I go into with the truck, it's very different of oh. how people will respond. And um, also how the length of time that we're there is oh. very... Like, we are in Pakatane for a while, and then on the last, because we're doing lots, I've got lots of up shops to film in, um, I'm interviewing the workers and people shopping to see what great finds that you can have. So that'll be on their YouTube channel soon. Yeah. Um, and one of the last ones I went into, the girl was like, heard me doing my spiel. I'm like, hi, Sarah, so love, and this is our thing. And she's like, oh, well, that explains why that so love truck's been driving around town for a week. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> they've noticed. <laughs> and people were like, what is it? Like, what is it doing? <laughs> so. But next time you go, they'll know. Yeah, yeah. And mm. that's the weird thing is like, I met so many great spaces in this cool place called Crew that I definitely want to go back and like man I need to kind of send out feelers first and like to meet them and find out which spaces would work well with my own eyes mm. and then I mean it's not um it's not sustainable with twice the petrol um mm. to do it twice but you know like mm-hmm. how could you and I and, and that's the type of thing I'm just like looking and being like okay next trip how are we gonna do this better Mm. Um, maybe you need a person getting, in each town yeah, to kind of liaise with yeah. or something so that's why I thought of getting in mm. touch with um, crafters or great great people mm. or community centre leaders or um, youth youth centres to be like okay mm. and and also do you know any op shops that have a car park that we could yeah so you're parking always in, at a car park of an op shop or is it just does that tend to be your that would be what I'm going we did it in Whangamata yeah. on the way down um, and I also did a class at the Craft Collective in Tauranga which yeah. um, was great um, to go into their space um, and the op shop day was really cool and I'd love to do that again but because we can't trade on the street or berm or anything like that you have to do it I thought, okay, well, this is how I do it. I find a cafe that might want to, like, a festive day, something yeah. a bit different. Um, and I was thinking, you know, maybe a conscious consumers, they've got a whole network of cafes around New Zealand, and I thought maybe they could get credits or something if they had held a sustainability workshop yeah. in their space. Or they'd also have followers in um, their community locally who yeah. are hopefully aware of, eating you know good food and conscious mindful food i guess and and also hopefully want to participate that in other areas of their life as well yeah yeah i mean that's a whole other um whole other that's podcast huge. branch but like yeah. the weird thing of like food craze and people being like must eat organic and then buy my t-shirt that you know that's got our organic brand on it that's not organic cotton and like, come on <laughs> 
we put clothes in ourselves every single day as much yeah. as yeah. we eat food. So mm. it's yeah, it's a bunch of different. That's oh, an enormous topic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah, and I it's just and, and I just don't think people. Well, that's another whole thing. But but the thing about you traveling around, you just don't anticipate. I don't think people giving pledging money to you and and saying go for it, go on the road. Actually, what you end up having to do is mm. way bigger than I actually imagined. Mm, me too. So it's the logistics <laughs> of it, it's really interesting to hear actually because yeah, I just assume you could. And of course, I've never thought about it. But drive into town, park up on the road, fling out your you know your, yeah, a sign. And it's just so much more than that. Yeah, so much more work apart from the fact of drumming up people a little bit suspicious and. Yeah. Who are you? What are and you I should have been like calling councils in October last year when I was closing the shop and um, finishing the pledge me. Uh, yeah. And and um, I I guess every day I'm I have two hundred and three bosses. <laughs> I imagine them breathing down my neck about all the people that have given yeah. you money, like in the in the, the crowdfunding. Yeah, that mm. that I've got to deliver for them, and mm. it's not just. Um, it's not just me. Well, it's never been me. Everyone said, I don't want to have a boss. I'm like, when you are the boss or the sole trader, the customer becomes um, your boss who you answer to. And so it was always, always delivering for them. And now I have that. And, oh, yeah, this great kind of voice of support that was totally believe in it. And I hope that I will, I know I, I work hard and work hard to deliver it for them. So yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I um, don't think anyone will be worried. Yeah. I well, think, it's, I it's think most learning. people will be happy to just get you going. I yeah. Just, yeah. And it, it, I, I think, um, everything is kind of a process and we don't know how things are going to work and everything. There's lots mm. of spanners thrown into the works mm. to, um, of of general life just uh, even just driving that thing and uh, so the girl um from moustache the moustache just closed down in sh- uh, in the city and she did a crowdfund a few years ago to fit out a big bus and she's traveling around new zealand this summer or soon but her brother is driving the, the bus for her and he's taken a year off work to do that i was like man and i thought you know well you know girl power i'm gonna drive i'm gonna do it i'm gonna edit it and i'm like oh it actually my back is sore and like it's more than a sewing back and it's no power steering and like wow even just to have someone to drive it would have been really yeah <laughs> yeah but you just have to, i'm very much a make doer and just diy so you just mm. do more yoga and <laughs> and make it work and it's and it's we've seen some beautiful places and yeah. free camping's been amazing and Every time I sew with the solar power, it's just like it just gives me shivers. How cool that is! And oh, so, tell me more about that. Tell yeah. me more about what's how the truck actually how it all works and sewing in the truck. Yeah, so we got I got some solar panels on the roof, and there's an inverter. So the solar panels charge the battery, and then there's an inverter with like a normal power point. And so sewing machines actually don't draw that much. Like an iron, I can't use because right. it's about a thousand watts. Unless I was thinking maybe I could get like a cast iron iron and put it on the gas stove and heat it up and <laughs> yeah. like, there we go um so i can run two sewing machines so i just got an extension cord out the door and we put a table outside um or we've done it like near a tree or we did do one uh, i did some sitka repairs oh that's an amazing beach i'm like there's a rock i'll just do it there wicked and um 
it was a bit, you know, we were filming and it was great, but it was so beautiful and it's such a full sunny day that I was like, well, the the battery will just will last. I can do lots of sewing. Yeah. And it's all inside. It's great when it's it's a cozy camper when it's raining and when it's sunny. Mm. Um, heaps of storage. So I've got fabric and all the sewing bits. But it's just so exhilarating sewing with solar, even though you're doing the same thing, like it's not a hand crank or anything, just to to give people another go and to kind of rethink, like, what else could be solar? Yeah. You know, and then having a solar shower, I know it, that was just amazing. I felt so clean and I was just like, I've just, like, freshened up from the sun. Yeah. It's just, it's quite, it's quite exciting. Yeah, that's really We just great. have to get it in biodiesel <laughs> or, like, electric and it would be amazing to be completely off grid as a as a vehicle. Yeah. And a workspace. Um yeah, different sorts of energy sources is great to mm. and we've been thinking about how we could collect water. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we some of the rainy you know, this summer has been quite rainy. Having like some sort of contraption to collect water and put it in the tanks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. rather than just dragging a whole tank might be a bit unfeasible yeah oh, well yeah, it's got a it's got you know the fridge and it's got mm. 80 liters so i filled up at home and then at one petrol station mm. oh that's pretty good mm. and i've seen some photos of you all set up when you've got your um, veranda pulled out yeah something pulled out and all your decorations up and it just looks so inviting i oh, think good. have you found that if people wandered past and just be totally drawn in to see yeah. what you're doing are they quite nosy yeah but, curious which mm. is really good instead of um, fearfulness, I guess, because it. I think think thanks food trucks. Like people are used to seeing trucks now that are painted up bright, and even just driving in the street or mm. when we're camping, people come up and read the signage because we've got all the hashtags from the some of the pledges on the side, and they're reading. I'll make more, buy less, um, get creative with your spare time. Like they get a solar sign, they're getting it. Um, and then when we put all of our colours out, you know, the markets and stuff, it's really. It's really fun. So I'm looking forward to doing some more markets. And yeah. um, I just really love having great conversations. I know that um, people at markets are often about making money. And yes, we will need, that's where we go to sell our stuff. So yes, we need money so we can buy more diesel <laughs> um, yeah. and food. Um, but I really enjoy, like, even if I don't sell anything at a market, if I had two or three, like, amazing conversations with people, if I learned something from an amazing elderly sewer, um, or if I've kind of triggered to someone to not shop at Kmart anymore, like, then, then to me that's a success. And mm-hmm. I think we have to think often about, um, not just about money exchange, but energy exchange. Mm-hmm. And be like, ah, oh, I didn't. I didn't cover my costs, but man, I'm so pumped that I met that person, that one person. And it's not just about them going to tell their friend and maybe they'll book something. It's maybe them going to tell their friends and every time they see someone using a plastic bag saying, hey, do you really need that? Yeah, so it's or kind even of, just taking their own to the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed, even though I haven't had as many sewers sewing as I had hoped, mm. um, it's been amazing talking to people and they come up and tell you their sewing stories and mm. um once again guys coming up and like wanting to know how it works with solar and like they're just into technical stuff i don't know they're like well oh, so tell me really like how does it work really um yeah so that's been it's been yeah. cool good energy 
And so it's yeah. not just about teaching people to sew. That's just the tip of the iceberg, really, isn't it? That's, well, that's kind of like the how, right? Because mm. we kind of... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 go. Answer <laughs> me. It's fine. No, what was your question? <laughs> well, I was just thinking, so it's kind of ostensibly, it's a sew love and you're sewing and people are sewing and they're learning about... I guess people are learning to sew. They're learning how to keep things rather than throw them away and make changes. But it's so, it is so much more than that. It is much more about like you said in the beginning trying this whole broader thing mm. with life um, of sewing, having less sewing is impact. just but yeah. what you're saying sewing is just a doorway into yeah mm. and I've thought that with some people of um, like my friends at Organic Mechanic they make smoothies and yes the smoothie is good for you but their ethos and everything that they do it's their smoothie is their vehicle but mm. we're spreading the same messages or the yoga mm. teacher um and so it's funny when they say, you know, when people say, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a sewing teacher. I'm like, well, I don't really, like, I don't, yes, but, and I do spend most of my time, well, I did in the shop most of my time teaching and never really sewing. Um, but it is about trying to inspire a happier, um, healthier, more greener life. Mm. And um, I read, well, I didn't read all of it, and this amazing book called Psychology for a Better World by Nikki Hare, Hare uh, who is part of the Auckland, oh golly, Auckland Council or like local board. I'll find it, I'll put a link local to it board. in the show notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so she wrote that book and I had bought it at one of the Traders at Transition Town events in Eden that I went to. Anyway, the ideas in it was that instead of telling people you have to do this, you have to recycle, like we're running out of oil, like it's, you know, fossil fuel issue, here's all these graphs, here's all these stats. And people don't want to hear that. People don't want to be told they have to change because they just block up and Mm -hmm. they get angry and pissed off and you're happy and like go away. Uh, Or my friends sometimes don't even like share stuff with me because they don't want to get told off because they bought something from Kmart. And I'm like, well, that's great. I'm in your conscience. (laughs) Good. Um, When you're shopping. But I, uh, what the idea in this book was that let's just lead lead by example and live a positive life and be like, so my thing is to be like, this is actually really fun. It's so, I want a bike to work and pick fruit off local fruit trees and um, it's so much fun to be able to mend things and kind of fashionable to have a tote bag instead of a plastic bag you know like it's actually positive mm-hmm. so come and join the party rather than saying you have to you have to so I'm trying to yeah I get illustrate how fun mm-hmm. it is to just rethink if you just take a moment to rethink before you do things could I do this mm-hmm. differently or what is the true cost of this or you know where did this come from even just you know it's more than just clothes but clothes specifically like who made this mm. and I know that it's only seven dollars but to me I can't I can't supermarket clothes in the supermarket you know like that shouldn't exist um <laughs> it's hard to think like how is it possibly made for three dollars yeah it's not made for three dollars yeah. it's made for so much more yeah that, isn't it and there's it a great great movie recently the true cost yeah. Yes, I've watched it. Yeah, isn't it? it yeah, was... I spoke to Vicky from Rosewood Wool a while ago, and um, I had an interview with her on this podcast, and she had watched it and had a life-changing response to oh, right, to right. watching it. It was really interesting. So there are other people around, I think, dotted around, aren't they, who are trying these things. But, yeah, it's just connecting with them and just trying to... I think you're right. Making it fun, mm. accessible, 
not too high pressure mm. for people so they feel that they can do it too. So people can engage with mm. sustainability positively instead mm. of begrudgingly or Yeah. And little oblique. choices. So yeah. I mean starting if even starting thinking about clothes is a good place to start because mm. you're right, we put them on every single day. Mm. And our skin is our largest organ. Mm. So it does actually matter what we put on ourselves, I think. Yeah. But um I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. Clothes. Yeah, it's and it's interesting when um when uh, people buy organics for their babies, mm. so they're going to go to Nature Baby and they dress their baby, and it's this weird kind of moment of like I've given birth to born born birth to this um, new creature, and I want it to be like homed and everything organic. Yeah, if you can afford that. Um, and I'm like, well, then why don't we do it for ourselves? And then the, the organic is, you know, people's argument is it's very expensive. Um, comparatively yes mm. but you would take care of that one garment and wear it a lot more and wear it for longer um all my argument with budgets is going secondhand shopping because you yeah. can't you can't beat that no, no i did an op shop tour last weekend in new lynn um with a lovely girl natalie and that was really it was really cool um i don't she was from the shore and we were yeah, out west. It was completely new op shops. I don't know if she'd done much op shopping before. Um, but it was really cool. I found so many, like she worked in the kind of office or corporate job and finding some really neat clothes. Like a dollar. Oh, that's and Five dollars. And yeah. it was amazing. So you offer these op shopping things. Are they for the people that have pledged? That was a pledge me um, one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was going to do it in a group. But then I... We just did that separately because yeah. we didn't make another time. Um, but I'd like to do more of them for sure. Yeah. yeah. And can people still pledge if they want to? Can they still put pledges in? Um, unfortunately not. But I had a few emails from people who were like, how can I pledge? I missed the time. Um, so we're trying to work out how to put a donate button on their website. Um, okay. And it's interesting, this kind of idea of like donating to charities, right? We donate to charities all the time. And... Um, this is technically set up as a business, not a charity, but it's a social enterprise. We're only out to do good. It is just me, and I want to try and put food on the table, and sometimes I can't, you know, do that because it just, it's hard, and you're just, you're working. What naturally, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll just do that, you know? Like, yeah. You just say yes to do things right. Um, but it would be nice if people could... I guess with the Pledge Me thing show that people wanted to support a good cause. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even though we're not a charity, um, like other social enterprises, you want to support them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm also going to try and set up an Etsy shop um, and attach it to my website and link it up. So if people want to support, um, you know, this whole thing of voting with your dollar, I'm like, if you want to buy a present, then go to a cool local business or a social enterprise and maybe they've got some things for sale um, so you can actually buy a tote bag or a yoga mat bag and and you know that that's actually helping something like you're helping get a class in a school like a workshop in a school or something like that mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, yeah think about where you can spend your money or mm, to support yeah yeah it's really I get so excited I wish I had more dollars to vote with <laughs> <laughs> like in crowdfunding, I was like, man, if I had a full time salary and stuff and a job, then I would, I would just shop on crowdfunding because you can get books and you can get everything, but you know that 
it's helping this one thing you know it's not just you're not just being philanthropist and putting yeah. donating money everywhere you do get rewards so i donated on the conscious consumers app and i got vouchers for burger burger and el Vulco and constantly road and i was like great i'm having pizza and i helped someone oh that's cool <laughs> yeah and i hopefully that's what people yeah have thought about with um what is so lovely you know they get a tote bag but they know they're actually helping a truck drive yeah and i mm. think for people like me because i did a pledge for you to meet up with you. So this is my meeting up with you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is enough. And, um, and but I just was so excited to think that it's something that I would just be love to do, but I, it's impossible for me to do something like that. But the thought that I could give you something so you can go and spread this message that I believe in, yeah. it's just, was so exciting. So I think, yeah, there'd be lots of people like that, I think, too, who feel like yeah you go you go stay it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go do it for us yeah, yeah. for us yeah and I, I, I forget mm. that of um someone said to me like are you okay like packing up your life and and leaving Auckland and I was like well I love I love my friends and I will I will I do dearly miss them um but I was like but this is my life and I forgot it and you know as we kind of get busy and forget to be grateful that you know I don't have any I don't have a mortgage and a partner and a and kids um so I can actually be mobile and that's something that I should really embrace as much as I can while Make I the most can. of it and mm. I have you know two legs two arms and I you know like some people don't have that and to actually be able to go and hold a camera and yeah yeah it's be. just tiring I think it's tiring I think it's good to try and have a bit of a, a sleep a holiday day yeah. off as well and amongst it all yes and yeah. register register that register what's actually yeah what's actually happened yeah but it's huge you've done an amazing job it's really huge <laughs> and I, the truck's parked outside my house right now yeah and it looks wicked <laughs> it's so cool well my kids got in our dog got in the That's dog weird. wants the dog can come i think we need a dog <laughs> so like, you need a dog for like pulling power yeah you just had a dog there with a little bowl yeah um yeah, so in the next time I'll be going on my own for the next two. So we're going down the middle and then the west coast. Um, so I think, you know, naturally I've always actually travelled by myself. Um, never um, like overseas, never travelled with a friend or a partner. Um, and I've always believed that you are more outgoing and more engaging with the local community because you're on your own. Like you would go sit in a bar by yourself and someone would come and talk to you. Oh, a cafe. <laughs> um, someone will come and talk to you. If you were the two, you know, mm. it's different. So um, I have to try and focus on that positive instead of being like, I'm going to be so lonesome <laughs> um, of what cool opportunities might arise from that. Mm. Mm. I just put some more locks on the door for when I'm free camping. It'll yeah. be quite scary. But, um, and then maybe, maybe some people will, you know, you can billet me out. Maybe I should build it myself. It's not a bad idea. Exactly. Yeah, that's not when a bad I was idea. in Fakatane, we, we had dinner with Rhiannon from Toast Clothing. I hope I said her name right. Um, and her family. And like coming here and meeting your family and seeing your house and garden. It was It's so nice. We've been in, we were in like, you know, car parks and roadside for so long to yeah. actually be in a suburb in family life and, and to see, I guess it's, your personal space isn't it so it was generous yeah, we had dinner just, with yeah, her and it was so of, nice yeah, yeah and i yeah. thought maybe even like i don't need to even be filming and interviewing or um it would be nice to meet 
makers as we go. I and think makers would be really keen to get involved with that. Yeah. yeah, invite me over for dinner. <laughs> Ouch, uh, put something on the website maybe and we could point people over and they could invite you for dinner. Yeah. Just verify that they're not too yeah. weird, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I need to see on. your blog. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, it sometimes it's just yeah, needing um, a place to stay. One lady offered us a shower. She just came over to us in our campsite. She made us scones. Oh, that's like, nice. And if you need a shower, I was like, actually, I haven't had a shower in a while. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So you're going to go on the road again until just for the rest of the summer? Yeah. Yeah, and I had thought I was going to go down the West Coast and end in Wellington um, mm-hmm. because I've always wanted to live in Wellington. And mm-hmm. I thought, what, you know, you're mobile and go for it. And I wanted to try so love in Wellington. Um, and then, you know, friends in Auckland and connections are like, oh, we've got this great pop-up or, like, you could come and do this thing in this space or you should teach some classes here. And it's it's so it's still kind of in limbo of, like, what where do you where do you go like do you go naturally I'm like oh, I should go where there's already money secured and I'm, yeah. I'm like Auckland rent is just crazy yeah yeah um or do you keep going on this adventure and pushing because pushing and pushing I've got to start it all again in Wellington right and I'm like am yeah. I ready for that um so it's trying to weigh up mm. what works and that's what we're constantly doing right it's mm. like and that's what you, you're, you're working at 11 o'clock at night because mm. you're still weighing up like mm situations um or where to do markets or mm. never goes away it's always in your mind isn't it yeah mm. oh cool so there is a, an uncertain yet exciting yeah. looking future and then i really fell in love with fakatane and i was my grandparents like, used to live in fakatane i used to go down there as a kid so cool mm. really great i could definitely go back and live there for a while but you know i could just do a month <laughs> I can't wait to go in, in March, and it might stretch out into April, actually, even though it's summer tour, it might be summer autumn tour. Um, I'd really like to live in Raglan for a while. Just really admire how great that community is about zero waste. And I have some friends that live there, and perhaps getting out on the waves a bit more give me some... Mm. Yeah. Not when I'm not sewing, hashtag when I'm not sewing time. Um <laughs> And then Taranaki and stay there for a while. So yeah. rather than like having a few days in each place, it, it, I'm looking forward to feeling like you can live there a bit longer. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm. I can see that it'd be quite nice. It's hard being on the road all the time, isn't it? Mm. Just settling down. So where can people find you if they want to look for you in the meantime? Follow you and find out what you're doing and get involved. Yeah, well, the website, well, I just had a new website made. Peter made that for me, which is awesome. Um, though it's very, like, informative. It's, it's not pretty. I had a look at it. Yeah. yeah. Really and I nice thought, looking. like, instead of doing a blog where I had this pressure, like, want mm. to always be updating, um, be like, oh, God, I haven't posted since October. Like, the moment you don't put a date on it, you're like, oh, there's really great information here. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so I wanted it to be, like, an information space that people could come and be like, okay, this is what it's about but I'm usually posting stuff on Facebook more regularly Instagram Instagram um and I've just rebranded to just so love instead of so tea low whatever it is as people call it so (laughs) tea so me do um so it's just so love and so I've changed all my like handles to so love nz um so Instagram is a little bit more, I guess, me and personal stuff, but more regular yeah. updates. Um, and then I've just launched a YouTube channel. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
really exciting yeah. and like a whole other ball game and um really cool learning how to edit yeah. and I was going to you know if I had budget to it'd be great to pass that on to somebody else but then I saw like so many people doing it themselves on YouTube mm. um that I'm like okay well I'll give it a go mm. um and just like you were like this program for mm. making podcasts and mm. Just give it a go. Stuff. You just learn a lot really yeah. fast. YouTubing <laughs> YouTubers. Like, how yeah. to YouTube. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess that will be a little bit delayed and like, um, like I'm working on stuff we did in Coromandel at the moment to mm-hmm. put the Coromandel video up, which mm-hmm. I was there at the beginning of January. So okay. It, oh, that's okay. But it's a cool way to see um, more footage, I guess. We take mm. a lot of video and... I don't often put that all on Instagram and Facebook, and I kind of mm. want to hold it and surprise it. But mm. um, so you've been chatting to people in op shops and things, haven't you? Yeah, and and doing sewing tutorials. My mm-hmm. dream was like I saw yo- I follow Yoga with Adrian, which oh, is yeah, amazing. Oh yeah, I do too. Like, yeah. So great, and I think so many people who do, it. and she's yeah. like number one she's for fabulous. fitness. I know she's so cute. So great. Yeah. But she did this travel yoga series, and she just like oh I've been in the car and. I'm, this beautiful lake behind me and like she just put like a flower on the wharf and then she just did these stretches and I was like god imagine that but like a sewing tutorial instead of yoga and I'm like oh that's what I it was like another moment of like oh maybe I could travel around New Zealand doing sewing tutorials in beautiful places because these are the places we have to try and respect and every time like we choose to not to use a plastic bag or to take a straw in your cup when you're at a bar like all of these things add up so in honor of what we have left of beautiful New Zealand to try and sit there and be like mend your pants because you don't want to throw them in the lake here you know <laughs> so um oh we could oh well, I could look yeah those. hopefully it will be as great as Adrian right it will it will yeah oh that's really neat I remember trying it trying to do it um last Christmas on the on the boat um our family boat and I was like oh, I've been meaning to film like this I'd sold lots of these bunting kits at Christmas time. I was like, I've been meaning to film this um, tutorial. I'm like, Dad, can you hold my phone? And he's like, oh, like talking over it and like holding. Uh, it was just mental. So this summer has been a lot better. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Well, thank you so much for bringing Cecil the truck to yeah. our house and talking to me. And uh, yeah, it was really yeah. nice. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's nice and quiet and relaxing. Well, it is now. It? The kids have left and they <laughs> Wasn't that so interesting? Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me. Go and follow So Love. Hook up with them on Instagram. See where she's going around New Zealand. If you're in New Zealand and you see the So Love van coming by, flag it down and say hi. And if it's parked up next to the beach where you are, knock on her door and say hi, Sarah. Just have a look and see what she's up to. She'll teach you some new stuff. I promise you will have fun. You can grab my pattern, Joss. Don't forget, there's a discount if you use the code Joss. And if you're at Unwind this weekend, please come and say hi to me. I'd love to meet you. I'm going to be the one sitting and knitting. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Is it a scarf or is it half of a sweater? What after it could be a third of a puncho There's no excuse now not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing and you can do it sitting Is it a hat or is it